Welcome to Reflections from the Heart, presented by Stewardship, a Mission of Faith. Reflections from the Heart is an outreach of Gospel Reflection, a family ministry of Stewardship, a Mission of Faith. For the next 30 minutes, please join us as we break open the bread of life in the Gospel reading for this Sunday's Mass, as we invite the same Holy Spirit who inspired the biblical writers to inspire us today. And now, here is your host with Reflections from the Heart. Welcome, everyone, to another session of Reflections from the Heart. My name is David Abel. Today, I'm joined by Deacon Mike Donchez, Rick Dooley, Mike Barsky from the Allentown Diocese, and Rob Longo from Stewardship Mission of Faith. Welcome, one and all. Good to be here. Thanks, Dave. Thank awesome, you. awesome. This is great. If everybody would take a moment and get their Bibles, we're going to turn to the Gospel of John, chapter 16, verses 12 through 15. But before we break open the bread of life, Rob, do you mind inviting the Holy Spirit into our hearts to see what the Lord wants to reveal to us today? Absolutely. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, Father Son, the Son, Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this moment. You're the God of now. Thank you for the gift of now, wherever we are. Help us to not only be here, but to be present. So please, Lord, bless and protect all of us here in the studio. Please be a blessing. Please bless and protect all those in their cars, in their homes, in their offices. Help us all to stop in this moment to hear what you have to say to us. Please, Lord, speak truth into our hearts. Please give us the courage to live the gospel in our lives, to be the husbands and fathers and wives and mothers and sons and daughters that you're calling us to be. Thank you for the gift of the Mass. And as we read the gospel that we will hear this Sunday, please help us to enter into Mass uh, in, in a way that we've never entered and to experience you in the Mass in a new way. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, Father Son, Son, Holy, Holy Spirit, Spirit. Amen. Amen. And Deacon Mike, do you mind giving us a little gospel love this morning? A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to his disciples, I have much more to tell you, but you cannot bear it now. But when he comes, a spirit of truth, he will guide you to all truth. He will not speak on his own, but he will speak what he hears and will declare to you the things that are coming. He will glorify me because he will take from what is mine and declare it to you. Everything that the Father has is mine. For this reason, I told you that he will take from what is mine and declare it to you. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, Lord Lord Jesus Jesus Christ. Jesus said to his disciples, as soon as you read that, Mike, I, I just kept saying to myself, what is Jesus saying to me at this moment? throughout my day, in the evening, and then through each and every one of life's situations. You see, back in the scriptures and back in the days of Jesus, he taught in parables. Well, guess what? He does that here and now in our very lives. So ask the Holy Spirit, this great gift who leads us to all truth, ask Jesus, what do you want to teach me through this situation? What do you want to reveal to me? And then listen, God wants to be a part of every part of our lives. So again, what is Jesus saying to you now in this reading, throughout your day, tonight before you go to bed? Listen and then ask for the grace to be obedient. Just reminds me of a a senior. Well, she was a senior then. She's a freshman in college now, but a senior in high school last year uh, after the first visit at a a 
particular high school. She sent me an email and thanked, you know, thanked us for coming. And she said, uh, I want to hear the voice of God. How do you hear the voice of God? And, uh, and we had moments of silence. It was, it was adoration and we had moments of silence. And she said, the silence was so powerful. And I just thanked her for the question. And I said, let me think and pray and let, let's talk about this. And after praying and writing, I sent something back. But I encouraged her right off, right off the bat. I said, you heard the voice of God. The voice of God spoke to your heart saying, I want you to hear my voice. And you responded by writing that email. God spoke to you and you listened. You know, he was inviting you in that silence to, to enter into uh, moments where you can hear his voice. Uh, so I just wanted to encourage her up front. But it's so true, Dave, that, that Jesus, you know, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, they're speaking to us all day, every day. You know, it's like if we're, if we're in our car and the radio is on, but it's, you know, the, the, the volume isn't turned up at all. The programming is still going on, right? Even if the radio is off, right? The programming is going on. But for us to hear it, we have to turn it on, have the volume up. Same is true with God and his word and the people he brings in our lives and the beauty of creation. He is speaking to us all day, every day. Are we present in the moments of our lives to, to hear his voice? And that voice is heard in our hearts because Jesus says, unless you become like one of these little ones, you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. And so for us, it's that relationship we have in through with Jesus Christ that we have with the Father. And so it's in the quiet times where we hear that still quiet voice that, that prompts us to do something. Like today I saw somebody forgot their backpack. And I, and I came out and I shouted out of the parking lot, hey, somebody said we got their backpack. And the guy was so thankful that I re reminded him. I said, you know what? That was the Holy Spirit because he prompted me to come out here to, to let you know that you forgot your backpack. When we give all credit, all honor, all glory to God in all these promptings and we have this heart of gratitude, well, then God lets us do it again and do it again and do it again. When we realize it's not us. I mean, it shows the humility of God here. The Holy Spirit doesn't speak what he wants to speak. He speaks what he's told, which is what the Father wants. Jesus came to do one thing in this earth, what the Father's will was for him. So for me, man, that's my journey every day is to enter into that divine intimacy with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, to hear Jesus speaking through me throughout my day. You know, to take the time to see Jesus in the beauty of other people, in the beauty of creation, we're moving so fast, we're blind to his beauty. And so for me, it's slow me down, Lord, mm -hmm. slow me down. And and I think there's a few things there in, in terms of um, us as mortal beings. Number one, we have to be open. We have to be willing to hear. And we have to pray uh, that God uses us as an instrument uh, to do that. We have to be receptive. And sometimes one of the things that, that really gets to us is the fact that in this gospel, it says, I have much more to tell you, but you cannot bear it now. There's a frustration when we pray. And our prayers aren't answered. And we think there has to be in the society that we live in, where it's a point and click and dot, we expect the prayer to be answered within the next 24 hours. And it's the patience, it's the due diligence that we have to have, the forbearance to continue. And sometimes that's so hard. You know, when I share this 
about Jesus speaks in parables. It reminded me of a story in my own life. I love to go striper fishing. I want to go again this Friday. I can't wake up. I'm like a little kid. And I always wanted to catch a big striper on the Chesapeake Bay. So one time I went out with my friends and six of us went out and the big stripers were running and my friends, all five of them, all caught big stripers, 38 inches to 42 inches. Awesome. It was my turn now. And I saw the rod go down, and I hooked the fish. And I knew because it stayed deep, it was a big one. And so I fought this fish the whole way in, get it up to the surface. I look at it. It laid out across the surface. I mean, its head was huge. It probably was close to 50 inches. It sounds like a fisherman story to me, Rob. Um, I'm <laughs> you, biggest striper I ever caught in my life. And my friend, who's sitting right inside of me, had the net. <laughs> And went to net it. The fish looked at me. I looked at the fish. He shook his head and snapped 50-pound test and swam away. <laughs> now, I was very tempted to blame <clears throat> the netter. I have much more Mr. to tell you, but you cannot bear it now. <laughs> Mr. Rob Longo. But I, for about an hour and a half, all I did was complain. And finally, in frustration, in my heart, I said, okay, Lord, huh. A little bit of sarcasm. What do you want to teach me through that? And the still quiet voice said, David, I'm glad you asked. Let me ask you a question. When I allowed you to hook the biggest striper of the day, did you thank me? Uh, no. When I allowed you to get all the fight out of the biggest striper of the day, did you thank me? Uh, no. When I allowed everybody to see the biggest striper of the day, did you thank me? Uh, no. And let me ask you a question, David. If I'd have allowed you to net that big striper, would you have called your brother who caught his biggest one last week and bragged about yours being bigger? <laughs> oh, yes, Lord. I would have done that. <laughs> he said, and so, David, is it okay then that I let her go? so that someday you'll catch her offspring. And I went, you know what, Lord? It is okay. Because what the Lord wanted to teach me through that living parable today was to have that heart of gratitude in the fact that I hooked the biggest fish. I got the fight out of the biggest fish. I got to see the biggest fish. And then it's okay that the Lord allowed it to get away because there's a good that comes out of that. Because someday... I'm going to be allowed to catch one of her offspring. You see, when we live that life of a great, grateful heart in all things, even in tough situations we go through, that's the heart we're called to have, that heart of gratitude. So through that experience in my life, when we ask the Holy Spirit who leads and guides us, it says right here, to all truth, he'll share the truth that God wants us to, to know and then live it out, live it out. I think that that spirit of thankfulness that you spoke of also ties into a spirit of uh, kind of obedience um, in that uh, in order to be thankful for the things that God gives us sometimes, we need to be obedient enough to accept those things. Um, my middle child is four years old, and she is a very strong-willed child. Um, and, you know, she wants what she wants, when she wants it, how she wants it. And if she, if you try and give her something that, you know, she doesn't want or doesn't realize that she wants, then it's not going over well. Well, if she would be, um, more obedient uh, and this, this is a, you know, the, this is a reading for father's day. So this is kind of appropriate, uh, playing in there. 
um, if she would be more obedient, then she would be more receptive to gifts that we have to give her. So if she would eat her dinner, then she would be more receptive to having dessert and things like that. So I, I think that this uh, plays into, um, you know, thankfulness and obedience are, are their uh, siblings, I think, in a lot of ways. When I was looking at this reading, I thought that um, in this short reading, that the presence that Jesus is showing us of the Trinity he talks about the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. He himself is the Son, Jesus the Son, God the Son. And also God the Father is ever-present as he always refers back to him. And we look at God the Father as the creator. He still creates. He created us, but he's still creating new things in our lives for us to move forward, to go deeper in our relationship with him. God the Son is a redeemer. He gives us his body and his blood to, to feed us for eternal life keep us strong throughout the daily things that we do to, to carry those roles. And God, the Holy Spirit, is the sanctifier. He's always bringing us deeper into that relationship to bring us closer to God, to sanctify us, but also inspires us to do those things that God wants us to do, to do his will, to do the things, to call to serve, to bring others closer to the Trinity we often look at the different roles that they all have in us, but how many times do we pray to all three persons of the Trinity? Most of us have a favorite, you know, either God the Father or God the Son is the general ones that we usually use. And we, I don't know that we use or call on the Holy Spirit as we should. And I think that is really the God, the Holy Spirit, that is with us most of the times in our life at this point. And I think if we are more aware of the Holy Spirit acting in our life throughout every day, every minute, every second of our lives, that we would be more in tune to bring us that relationship closer to God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. You know, and it's fascinating. The more we call on the Holy Spirit, I know for me, the Holy Spirit, every time before I give a talk, we give a, we give a presentation, when I go into what I call a divine appointment or a God moment, I always do a little prayer in my heart that says, Holy Spirit, come into my heart. Let me share what I'm to share. Let me hear what I'm to hear. Use me as your oracle. Only let me speak your truths. That little prayer that I do, it's incredible how God uses that, and the Holy Spirit then uses me. Perfect example, I was in at a business meeting and I had to come leave the business meeting to go do a radio broadcast with Tony Perkins out of uh, Washington, D.C. for 250 radio stations. So that, that morning I got up, I prayed, I wrote two pages of notes, had the notes with me, went to the business meeting. Well, it was 15 minutes before my, my talk, and I had to go, so I left. I got here for the talk four minutes before the talk, and I remembered I forgot my notes. And I'm, I'm, I'm like, oh, my goodness, someone's got to get them. they got to bring them here. I was all nervous. And my assistant said, David, you always do fine without notes. Ask the Lord to help you. You'll be fine. I still didn't quite hear it. And finally, then the Lord spoke to my heart. And I heard the still quiet voice said, David, let me ask you a question. Would you like your notes or would you like me? Ooh. I said, uh, I, I, I'd like you, Holy Spirit. So I said the prayer, and it's amazing because the notes that I had prepared were the six questions that Tony Perkins was going to ask me for 250 radio stations, national broadcast. Guess what? The 10-minute broadcast 
with the six questions, he never asked one of them. They were <laughs> all different other questions that he asked. So my notes would have had no value. See, that's God's sense of humor. The more we trust in God, the more we depend on God, it is amazing when we surrender. And I love this also. It says the spirit of truth. He will tell you all truth. Oh, I'm sorry. He doesn't say that. He will guide you to all truth. You see, there's a difference in the two. If the Holy Spirit just tells you, now you have an answer. But if he takes you on a life journey, then it becomes your experience. It becomes your testimony. And that's why the word guide is here and not tell. So man, and let me tell you what, if you want to grow with spiritual eyes to see and spiritual ears to hear and a heart to respond with love, we'll pray for it every morning. It's what I started to do about three and a half years ago. And it, I promise you, the Lord has granted me that gift of spiritual eyes to see, spiritual ears to hear, a heart to be open to respond with love. And it is amazing every day of my life how it's a great adventure, how God chooses to use me. So Jesus says in scriptures, you have not because you ask not. Not So knock and seek and ask every morning when you get up for the gifts of the Holy Spirit to be poured out upon you, to be used to be a blessing to others and surrender your life to God each day. And don't worry about your agenda or your to-do list and let God, it says right here, lead you, lead you. He will lead you. He will guide you. Let go, let God and be the world changer he's created you to be. One of the words that struck me in this, in this passage, glorify me. How often throughout the day do we glorify God by what we do? At the end of every day, I, I heard something about being grateful from, from, a, um, from a pastor to be grateful for all the things that we have, whatever, whatever we experience throughout that day. And at the end of every night, I thank God. That's my first prayer. Uh, to God is to thank him, to glorify him, to be grateful for that day, the people that he brought in my life, the circumstances that whatever I experienced, good, bad, in between, that whatever it was meant to be will somehow glorify God and bring me closer to him. And that's my first prayer every evening before I go to bed. And I think for me that has made a difference. My whole outlook on things that I'm going to do the next day if there is a next day, that it starts me off in the right mood and to know that it sets the precedent for the next day is how I glorify God this day when I wake up in the morning. I think part of that is um, thanking God for the gifts and talents and abilities that you have um, and offering those to him. So I can be really good at certain things and think that I, and, and glorify myself on that because thinking, okay, I have this talent, I have this ability, I have this good thing that I can do really, really well. And it takes a, you know, we need that, that humility piece in there in order to glorify the Lord and to say, you know what, these talents and abilities that, that I do have, these are all gifts from the Lord. The only reason I'm any, in any way successful at what I do in anything is because it's a gift from the Lord. My very life and existence is a gift from the Lord. And I think the more we keep that in mind, the more we just um, reconcile that uh, with our with uh, and and uh, just focus our our minds uh, towards realizing that, um, the more we naturally then glorify and, and give right praise to God. 
Rick, as you were sharing, the Lord convicted me of something. He reminded me of the, the beginnings of stewardship, and it's the understanding of, of the heart that everything we have is a gift from God that we're to use to help others. So if we truly believe that, then what I wrote was, or what the Lord led me to write was, thank, thank God for the gifts and talents that others have that I don't. Right, that, complementarity. Yeah, that that like if it's all God's, and He's you know and He's divvying them up based on His providence, then I should be able to celebrate the gifts and talents, talents and successes and achievements of others without any fear that make it makes me less. Mm-hmm. Right, because we're all in this together. We're all His kids, and and all the gifts He's given for His glory and and for us to to be a blessing to others, that uh, I need to spend more time thanking God for the gifts, uh, you know, for the gifts that he's given to the other, to others that are in my life. Mm -hmm. I think we can easily fall into kind of an adversarial relationship with others rather than a a communitarian uh, relationship with others. So, you know, the Holy Spirit uh, is a, I'm sorry, God is a communion of persons. And, you know, the, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit all working together with one will. And there's no, uh, you know, the Holy Spirit isn't jealous of the Father for being right. the one who generates. And, and the Son isn't jealous of the Holy Spirit uh, because, you know, the Holy Spirit didn't have to go die on the cross. Um, you know, there's no jealousy. There's no adversarial relationship there. It's a, it's a community of persons. And um, the more we see God living in one another... And the more we consciously make the effort to recognize the gifts that others have in a spirit of joyfulness rather than um, rather than being jealous of it, um, you know, that just that goes a long way in moving moving forward spiritually. A few years ago, my wife and I began saying the rosary every morning, get up around 545. I make the coffee, Dave. And then I, I wake her up and uh, we, we say the rosary together. And then we have what our, our te- intentions are. And um, a lot of our intentions revolve around our daughter and, and her hope that she will return uh, back into the Catholic Church, as I'm sure an awful lot of Catholic families hope that their children will do so. But in the final, um, the final prayer that we have is that God gives us wisdom, and that God gives us wisdom that as the Holy Spirit reveals itself to us during the day, that we have the wisdom to take that and implement that into our daily life. I just hope that we can do that every day. That's good. I know for me, I trump over that still quiet voice throughout my day, especially if I don't want to do it. Mm. And this weekend, I really got convicted. Um, One of my weaknesses is television. I don't watch it. I just click through the channel. It's like an anesthetizer. It's like a, a, a something to dumb me down and something to just, I don't have to think or do. I just click, click, click. And this week, and I did, I was in my prayer time and I heard the still quiet voice of the Lord say that the enemy is using television as a tool to rob and steal the joy of the gift of the life that I've given you, David. And I went, ow. Wow. Because the television for me is not life-giving. It is the opposite. It is draining in my life. There is also temptation when you hit a channel to just stay a moment, well, maybe two moments, and then slowly go forward or maybe come back. And so when I heard that 
revelation this week weekend, uh, it, it really convicted me. And now I need prayer because I need to break free of that because it doesn't give me life. You know, take a walk in nature, you know, massage my wife's feet, do something that's going to give me life rather than throw that gift away to the trap of the enemy, to something that's going to drain the gift of life out of me. So it was a, it was a real challenging moment this weekend for me because it's been my, my nookie, my, my little, little pacifier for uh, 60 years of my life. So we're as as you know, as men we're encouraged and called to to lead, right? And uh, even before we can do that, we need to follow. And Jesus gave us the greatest example of humility by being obedient to Mary and Joseph. Right. The only thing we know about him after the presentation is that he went and he was obedient mm-hmm. from twelve to you know for thirty three you know eighteen years. Well, the third, he was obedient. Talk about humility, right? So if, if the Lord is going to reveal all truth and guide us to all truth, um, can we be obedient? You know, can we trade our opinion for obedience and trust that God has all these in place for our joy, that when we, when we run within the, the boundaries that he sets for us out of love for us, that we can run free. We can run free. We don't have to worry about figuring it out in the areas of faith and morals. If we yield our opinion to obedience, then when these truths are presented to us, even if we don't understand them or if we may not agree with them at first blush, if we know they're from God by way of his, his church, then we, we yield. And you know, Rob, and this is Father's Day weekend that's here. And sometime within the last three months, uh, Dr. Scott Hahn made a comment that said, if we have a conversion in our family and it's a teenager toward the church, and there's a 20% chance that the, ch- that the family will be converted. If the mother goes to church on a regular basis, then it's somewhere between 45 and 50%. But if the father makes a conversion toward the church and brings his family in, there's a 90% chance. And it's Father's Day weekend. So you know what I'm inviting everybody to do that's a man out there, claim, and a woman, claim your identity in the fatherhood that we have out there through Jesus Christ of our Heavenly Father as precious sons and daughters. Claim that identity, have no fear, trust in God, and then get into communion, come in union with Him, and enter into the divine intimacy that the Father wants, like He had with His Son Jesus, with each and every one of us. God wants to live in us with us and through us and in us with us and through us. He wants to take his son's uniqueness, his love, his mercy, his compassion into the world. Say your yes. Be the world changer. That's God's called you to be. I mean, when you get that, it starts with Jesus Christ. And Jesus says, now, let me take you to the deep water. Let me take you to the father. And when you get that father relationship right, and you and it does it, it's not a once and done. It's an everyday choice, it's an everyday journey. God will use you to be a blessing to others and a world changer. God bless each and every one of you. Have a great day. Let's change the world. Reflections from the Heart has been presented by Stewardship, a mission of faith. 
We hope that you've been blessed and encouraged as you listen to Reflections from the Heart. If so, please consider participating in a Gospel Reflection Group. For more information on locations and times of Gospel Reflection Groups, or how to start a Gospel Reflection Group in your area, and to learn about all of the family of ministries, please visit our website at stewardshipmission.org or call us at 717-367-0100. Stewardship, a mission of faith, is a 501c3 nonprofit organization and depends on donations from people like you to make Reflections from the Heart possible. If you've enjoyed this broadcast, please prayerfully consider partnering with us by making a tax-deductible donation by visiting stewardshipmission.org or call us at 717-367-0100. On behalf of all of us at Stewardship, a mission of faith, thank you for listening. And until next time, may God bless, protect, and guide you on your journey home to Him.